meat to meat. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the multiverse of meatness. <laughs> Y'all are sick. Bye. <laughs>
and it's like okay now i gotta just turn all turn my back on all that stuff like that's 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 hard to do i can i can see how it, it would be a, a struggle but still man it can't be this so let's do some education because there's been a lot of uh, twitter lawyers and attorneys going around um, so what they got hit hit with was the RICO Act, which stands for Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations, uh, passed in the 1970s, uh, is a federal law designed to combat organized crime in the United States, allows prosecution of civil penalties for racketeering events performed as part of an ongoing criminal enterprise. Such activities may include illegal gambling, bribery, kidnapping, murder, money laundry, counterfeiting, embezzlement, drug trafficking, slavery, and a host of unsavory business practices. Um, so originally, these uh, these laws were intended to stop the mob. If you've watched Sopranos, you know a little bit about the Rico predicates. Shout Tony and them boys. They they beat them charges. They beat the feds. You know, YSL should have been watching the Sopranos instead of like Snowfall, and they probably wouldn't know about this stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But again, like Mike, you said, you got to be able to separate the street stuff from the real stuff. But oh, not, even, not even separated. You gotta leave. You gotta leave that stuff. <laughs> like, I, I get it. You want to still hang out with the people that you grew up with. You know, do the things that you've been doing, the things that you're used to doing. But you you can't just. You gotta you gotta leave that life. You have to leave it. And I know with you know with the whole gang stuff, it's like you know just. Oh, I'm I'm hanging up my flag. It ain't, it ain't none of that. It's once you in, you're in. But it seems like they, you would think they would have a little bit more influence or power or say so with the amount of money and uh, notoriety and things that they have. Like especially someone like Young Thug. Like you're a big deal in Atlanta. Like you should be able to get these people together and be like, oh. And to be clear, it shouldn't be his job to save the community. But it's just like you should be able to come up to these guys and like, hey, we're we're gonna turn turn it over. We're gonna do something different. We're gonna change it, go a different direction. Cause I'm I'm young thug now. I can get Drake on the phone. I can get J. Cole on the phone. I can get anybody on the phone I want. Let's do something a little bit more uh positive. Anyways, hopefully Young Thug doesn't put any Kool-Aid on his lips uh as Takashi Six Nine, who is free oh, from right. prison. Oh Takashi free from prison. I really you know, you know what I Hey man, I, I, know, he I, know why people, I know why people hate him, but I respect the trolling. Like I, I respect that he's sticking to the brand. I respect that. I, I do too. And obviously, as it's been shown, nobody's going to touch that man. So who cares? Um, but let's let's get into what's had the the group chat and the world buzzing. Um, we we saved all the the discourse. I, I didn't want to hear any takes. I wanted to be fresh and organic. Kendrick Lamar has dropped Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I personally deleted my Twitter. I did not go on Twitter for the rest of the day. And so I had time to sit down and fully digest the album. <clears throat> I didn't look at any track listing. I typically will check the length of an album before I check it out. I didn't do any of that. I just press play and cut on Elden Ring and put in work. And I'm not going to lie, I was actually going to send out a tweet before when he announced it. They're like, yo, what if the album is whack? Right? Just like... Well, what if it's whack? Like, it's possible. But um, to me, uh, he met my expectations. I want to hear Marcus's takes as he was foaming, foaming at the mouth to drop his, his hot takes in the uh, KTSD app. <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I usually, I've, I've said it before, I do this thing where I, I get off Twitter uh, the night of a polarizing uh, artist dropping 
And um, just to kind of have my head clear and not to be swayed by anything, because you can, like, an album can drop at midnight, and by 12.05, niggas is calling it trash or a classic. It's never, oh, this song is just okay. I kind of like this. I'm not feeling this song. But overall, body work, whatever, whatever, it's just hot takes. It's like, all right, what's the most inflammatory thing I can say to get some retweets and get some follows or whatever? And, I, you know, I get it. Get your get your takes off. Get your tweets off. Do what you got to do. That's kind of what Twitter's for. But my quick, quick hot take, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, this is Kendrick Lamar's Blueprint 2. Okay, all right. So, obviously, the comparisons start at their both double albums, right? So, that's an easy, lazy comparison that you can make. But when I was listening to it, I've listened to it a few times. And I will say that I, I like the album. I think there's some high-level writing. It's uh, the production. I felt like there were some parts where I felt like there could have been more. Uh, but overall, I did like it. Where I get the Blueprint 2 comparison from is comparing Kendrick to Kendrick. So I've said this about the Blueprint 2. The Blueprint 2 by itself is a good to great album for any other rapper. For Jay-Z... It's not up to it's not one of the better Jay-Z albums. It's closer to the bottom when you start ranking his discography. And as of today, if I were to rank all of Kendrick Lamar's albums, this one is second to last, and it's above section 80, and that's even close. This might be at the bottom of the list. It's a great like if anybody else were to put this amount of writing and thought into an album. I'd be thinking something totally different. I'm like, wow, they really stepped it up. They stepped their bars up. They did whatever, whatever. But when I compare, because I what I what I did with this is that I went through and I re-listened to all of his albums. I started at, I started at his uh, mixtape, uh, moved all the way up, listened to every album in order, so I could kind of have a feel of like, okay, this is where he started. This is what he's been doing. Let's see the things that he's done. Let's see maybe if he repeats some things and does some things differently. And then I got to. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and I'm just like, okay, this is straight, but this ain't Good Kid Mad City. This ain't the Pimp a Butterfly. This ain't that. Like, it's good. It's really good in some spots, but it's not on that level, and that's kind of... Oh, man. That's the issue issue when you're... When you're a great... When you're you're doing something... You're done. What? You're done. I'm done. Okay. All right. That's the problem when you're great, though. You're only compared to your own greatness. It's like you can't put out Blueprint 2 when you got Reasonable Doubt and Blueprint 1 in your catalog and American Gangster and watch the throne and be like, yeah, is this on that level? Because it's not. It's It sucks, but that's what it is. If I, comp- if I compare uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers to 2 Chains' album or Lotto's album, or Denzel Curry's album, or Conway's album, or Tana Talk 3. I'm saying, like, okay, this album's better than those. It's better than that. Maybe. Maybe it's up there with Earth Gaining and Denzel Curry and IDK and Saba and Elm. Yeah, cool. It's at the top two. It's going to be in my top ten. But if we're talking what Kendrick has done his entire career, the albums that he has put out, the type of run he's been on, it's not on that level. It's it's like you know. All right, Ted, go yeah. ahead. He's no, got to right. stop. Yes. Gotta, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. 
I mean, my takes are pretty simple. Um, I haven't begun the process of trying to rank his albums, um, but I really, I thoroughly enjoyed this album. I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, the bulk of his body of work. I didn't really care for To Pimp a Butterfly as much um, because, of course, like I, I said, to butterfly. I felt it wasn't easy to listen to for me. And I was at a different place in my life then. I might actually need to run that back. Um, I didn't get instant classic like to, to I mean um like Good Kid Mad City, but I almost immediately knew that the album was a great, another great album, another feather in the cap for the brother. Yes. And at this point, like honestly, he he's he's on the run of a lifetime. I actually like I like Section 80 a lot, honestly. Like I I really like that album a lot. I mean, it just didn't have some of the like he was still younger and now he's a lot more seasoned. Um, but yeah, Kendrick Lamar is probably on the greatest run that we will ever see in our lifetime. I, I can't see you have, and, and I'm not including Section 80 in this run, but from when he first really blew in with mainstream, you have four great to classic albums. Like, you can't beat it. Like the the writing, um, the the production, even the the video. Like when when I seen uh, the the video that was released as a single, and hey Shane, how you doing? A long time no see. Welcome back. But even when you like take a look at the video and how much buzz it got just off of the uh, face swaps and things like that. And then the fact that they said, oh, well, he's on this side and he's doing the, the movements like a heartbeat. I mean, it, it was it was an amazing video, but the song itself is actually really good. Like, I really like that song a lot. I, I like the album. I, I like it. I, I think yeah. that this one, I'm going to have to run it two more times. This would be a candidate in our however year process to be a classic album to me. I'm trying to figure out why I why my take is the one that's the problem. I said I liked it. I said I liked it. I said it was really good. This man said this man said it is blueprint too. Like it is. You know. Jesus Christ. Me. It's like me, buddy. It's like it's hard. Okay, it's hard. It's extremely hard to be Kanye West. It's hard to do college dropout. Late registration, graduation, 808s, uh, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, Watch the Throne, Jesus, um, and, you know, uh, Life of Pablo. Like, it's, it's, it's like one of those, one of those has to be at the bottom. Or you could put Ye at the bottom or Donda, even Donda. It's like, if you put any of those albums towards the bottom of that list, it's going to hurt some people's feelings, but it's just like that standard is so high that it's like, how, what are you supposed to do? Like is if I, if I say, Hey man, uh, graduation, that's Kanye's worst album. That's at the bottom of of the list. That's like, if you put graduation at the bottom of the list, that's like the best album for other people. That's like the best album for most people's discographies, but because it's Kanye West, you can only put you. There, there can only be one number one. There can only be one best. And if you're ranking it, sometimes 
something that's great is going to be at the bottom of the list. It's not a bad album. It's just if you rank Kendrick Lamar's albums, one of them has to be at the bottom, and it's going to be this one. That doesn't make it bad. All right, stop. <laughs> Please stop. I can't do this no more. <laughs> Over the Pimple Butterfly? Over the Pimple Butterfly. Over the Pimple all the boys and girls, I got some true stories to tell. You're back outside, All but right. you're like, whoa. This man is saying this is not fire. Yeah. I didn't say it, no. Take off the couches, take off the Wi-Fi. Take off the Wi-Fi. Take, take off your Wi-Fi. Hey, hey. Take off your Wi-Fi. Take it off. Take it off. You're a sicko. <laughs> Just flaming it, guys. Okay, if I put on King Kuka, King Kuka, then what? If I put on, all right, what are we gonna do then? Like, it, it, what are we? What, are, what am I? What are we doing? If I put on backseat freestyle, we're just gonna go back and forth. See, this is the thing, and that's the thing with comparing albums to themselves or in general immediately after they drop. What am I supposed you're to not, do? You're not giving it the chance. I no. You're not looking at it as the evolution and growth of Kendrick Lamar. Oh, you're telling me you're this? Comparing, you're comparing a man Ugh. with two children to a man that was in the backseat of a car freestyling, smoking wet. Like that's not that's not right. Fucking that's unacceptable. Girls. That's like that's like comparing Iron Man Tony Stark to Infinity War Tony Stark or Endgame Tony Stark. I feel like we could never two different, completely different people, and there's there's a growth with all these characters. Like what are, what are we doing, Doc? What are we doing? We can never rank someone's discography because mm-hmm. because they grow. Why you keep fucking with me? I feel like my whole point is being misconstrued. Not gonna be. I don't hear it. <laughs> do you not hear these beats? I do, uh, I do. do you not hear the influence from the Project Baby? Oh God! That's <laughs> nasty. <laughs> 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 I can't believe this is happening. I thought we were just doing quick hot takes. I didn't have like an in-depth thing ready to go. I just said it wasn't, it's not the best I've heard from Kendrick. It's still one of the best albums from this year. It's Get him out of here! Like uh, you're, you're disgusting. You like as a as a semi loyalist for the Joe Bunn podcast. You you have shot. You have ice level takes. Oh wow! Ice level takes of music. That was that was. I I expected way more from you. This is this is the one that's gonna get me out of here. This is the take. Out of everything I said on here, that's the one that's gonna get me. Unbelievable. You watch the? Do you watch the N95 video? I did. It was great. I like the video. All right. Oh, come on. Like, man. All right. All right. This is, this is the same person that said, uh, uh, what, what did you say? I'm going to find the tweets. The, uh, what? Hold on. Let me see. Because, see, and this, this, is why, this, is, this is why you got to take what you say with a grain of salt. <laughs> this, this is the same man that said uh, SOB times RB was going to pop. And I was like, 
No, they don't. No, 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 no. no, no, no. They were. Yeah, That's not yeah, going to happen. Did you get? No, nah, don't do that. They were great. They weren't great. You didn't know. They, nah, they, they had potential. Great. They have. I could see it. I, I saw the potential in them boys. Them boys were. They they had some great songs going. Nah, I thought if you if you if you were if you listened to the stuff that I was listening to and hearing what they were doing, I was like, okay, they about to come up. And then they got that Black Panther feature, and I was like, okay, now now they're about to get a little bit more mainstream. And then they started fucking up. I don't know what they did, but they just stopped making music. Their shit was fire, man. Come on, don't do that. Jesus. All right. What's up, Loski? <sighs> Let's see. Uh, 98% of Google users like this album. Um, let's Marcus see. is that 2%. Right? Yeah, he's the 2% of the, of the mech addicts. <laughs> I don't understand greatness. Let's see. Uh, Metaphor.com gave this album a 100% rating. <laughs> Like, nigga, how did you not like the album? Yeah, I, I didn't I'm, say I'm, that. You did say it. I didn't say that. Say it. Didn't say that. it was like right. Blueprint 2. So, Say it was right. like Blueprint 2 is basically part of the album. Mix, that's, right. that's a sneak disc because I actually think Blueprint 2 is an extremely underrated piece of work. But to your point, all right, so, and again, I, I'm not trying to be the dude, like, who uses metrics or whatever, but at, at some point, you do have to take the account of people doing these rankings, and they have to hold some weight if you kind of aggregate different sites and different people's opinions to get, you know, a consensus. Right. So you said you ranked this at the bottom, correct? All right. Yes. So according to Metascore, his worst ranked album on here, which is an 80 can conveniently is section 80. Good kid, mad city got a 91 Tip up a butterfly got a 96 untitled on master, which doesn't really count oh, got a 86, which is higher than section 80. Damn got a 95. Mr. Morale, the big stepper, a perfect 100 with the consensus user score being a nine. I'm not, I'm not doing that. There's a little, bit of, there's a little bit of no. disconnect going on here. I'm not doing that for any album. You're not giving any album a 100 perfect rating less than 48 hours after listening to it. If you're yeah, doing man. that, if you're doing that as a music reviewer or a content creator, I'm going to dismiss that. You need to give music way more time than just 48 hours before you're like this is perfect no yeah. so we'll give you time to repent for your sins and become, <laughs> get in line with the, get in line with the rest of the big steppers we are all big steppers i need hey ocho to come on here and, and help me out that's what i'm gonna that's and that's you know what <laughs> shout out to ocho even though you've been muted for an extremely long time but nah man like he i saw the tweet you retweeted about his uh uh, daddy issues or father issues. That song is fire. Like I don't care what he said. Like father time. Hmm. Father time. Father time. Father issues. Whatever it's called. That's yeah, that, that's my, that's my favorite song on the album. That's oh. that's that's the best song for me. That's my, uh, that my was my favorite, favorite song. song is Silent Hills. Well, off the off the first listen, off the first listen, Father Time was my favorite song. Off the first listen, I I would I think it was until I got to Silent Hills. Or right, even the last track is fire too. Like it, I don't. Like if 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 J Cole put out Father Time, or yeah, if J Cole were to put out Father Time, niggas will put J Cole in their top fives for the rest of their lives. If J Cole put out an album like Mister uh, Mister Morale and the Big Steppers, they'd be calling that man the greatest rapper of all time. If he did this, yeah, but for, he's not gonna do it. Yeah, he exactly. Can't do that. <laughs> what are you talking? I know, about? I know, but 
we're, we're co- okay. Yeah, you're, you're we're comparing. <laughs> I'm comparing, I'm comparing someone. I'm comparing an artist who put out to Pimp a Butterfly, who put out that a lot of people uh, did not like. Good Kid, Mad City. This is this is just like me comparing. This is like me saying Michael Jordan's '93 season wasn't as good as his '97 season. Both of those seasons are great. They're both great seasons, but one of them has to be second place. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody who has any of those seasons is just like, oh, I'm goaded right now. This is a goaded season. But when you compare Michael Jordan to Michael Jordan, or you compare LeBron to LeBron, that's a different look. That's and I talked about this last week. We're not really we don't we don't talk about we don't compare Kendrick to Drake. We don't compare Kendrick to J. Cole. We don't compare Kendrick to anybody. We don't compare him to his contemporaries. Did y'all did y'all see the discourse that happened when the Heart Part Five dropped? Do you see how many people were trying to dissect and understand and talking about that song? We don't do that with anybody else. We only do it with him. When LeBron James has a down season and he only puts up 20, 28, 7 and 6, you're talking about he's washed. What? Look, like we we like we only compare I feel like the tone we talk about the big peppers. We only compare LeBron to Michael Jordan. That's the standard. We only compare Kendrick Lamar to Kendrick Lamar. Because there's no one else. Kendrick Lamar is a god in rap, bro, because that's what it sounds like right now. You can only compare the greatest to the greatest, and Kendrick Lamar obviously is the greatest. Who else am I supposed to compare him to? You want me to compare compare Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers to the offseason or the certified lover boy? Like, what am I I supposed to compare? I mean, good. I mean, one is obviously better than the other. Like, do you, do you think they're on the same level? Like, look, Drake should be a Drake should be a fan of some stuff for putting out certified level boy. Like, th- this is where you can, and this is as a fan of hip hop and, and rap and music and seeing the evolution and growth of artists. This is where, again, people like Drake should be ashamed of himself because, like, no passion, no growth, no storytelling. It's just Drake doing the same thing over and over and over again. Can I? Can I? Oh, hold on. Let me. Being, let me. Being let sassy me, at times and let me, getting let Instagram me, captions like. Hold on. Two seconds. Grow up, Aubrey. Grow up, defend, Aubrey. Let me defend Drake real quick. Let me defend Drake, and I said this way before. Came yeah, it's a vibe. All that nonsense. Don't care. Was what? His music's a vibe. You have low standards. Yada yada. It's not even about. <laughs> it's not even about low standards, but it's just like. There's got to be some give and take, you know what I'm saying? There's got to be some stuff you can play in other settings that are a little. This bit man has a sewing. He does a sewing in public. But it's like sometimes you need you need the Drakes, you need the Futures, you need the Ray Tremors, you need some artists that are just like okay, let's make more fun club, uh, uplifting music because of the times that we're living in. We're living in. Well, it's been like that for a long while, but we've been living in some pretty hard times. And sometimes you just want to put something on that's a little bit more fun, something a little bit. So we talked about this in the chat as far as like something you can just put on and just vibe out to and not have to think about. You need you also need that. It can't just be all introspective, dissecting all this stuff. And I say and I'm not saying one is worse than the other, but you need a little bit of balance in there. That's just me trying to shoot Drake some bail. Not saying Obviously, I think Drake could have did better. If you compare CLB to what he's done in his past, clearly Drake mailed it in on Certified Loverboy. But that's not what I'm saying about Kendrick's album. I don't think he mailed it in. He just put the standard up so high that it's very hard to reach that. It's very hard to reach the level of the albums that he's put out. 
And I think he did that and exceeded it. Um, I, so, too, bro. Fuck it. I mean, I don't know. I think it's because I'm older. Like, I'll start by saying, like, I didn't fuck with the Pimple Butterfly when it first came out. But I as I got older, I appreciated it. And I, I knew this one wasn't going to be like, I don't know. Like, I like ignorant shit with a lot of bass in it. And I knew this album wasn't going to be that. But I was like, it's still good. And I mean, I was actually surprised Kodak Black was on it, though. I'm like, wow about that. Okay, so there we go. That's what I, that's the, I guess, the elephant in the room on Twitter is the. So we're doing, are we going to talk about this album? Because I, I thought we were just doing I mean, these are still hot takes. Because I mean, I'm, take. I'm still going to, I've listened to the album at least four times. I think I listened I mean, to it. N95 for like 35 minutes straight. I listened to Silent Hill for like 45 minutes straight. Like, I love those two songs. Um, but yeah, so, and, and this is why I stayed off Twitter because had I seen like that Code Back was going to be so prevalent on the album, I'd have been like, hmm. But when you're just listening to it and you're like, wait a second. Is that Kodak Black? That's exactly what I said. Is that the project, maybe? And I was like, bro, is that yeah? And I was like, okay. Little Bill? (laughs) I was like, what is going on here? But it's kind of like where Des Loaf was on on, uh, Maybach Music Part, I think, five. Like, it's one of those things that you hear the name and it's like, yo, this shouldn't work. But then it works. And you're, you're equally impressed. Um, so I, I definitely enjoy hearing Kodak Black. And there's an earlier episode where I was telling Marcus, me and uh, Tickle Sound Marcus, about like Kodak Black's project this year had bangers. Like Kodak, Kodak is Kodak's a vibe, man. Like Kodak be bopping, man. Like shout out to the project, baby. Um, but also too, I was excited when I was listening to uh, Purple Hearts, and I heard the God, who I also was listening to earlier this week, or listen to every week, the oh, God so Tony, Tony Starks, <laughs> Ghostface Killer. I did, think, was finest. I did think of you when that song came on. I was like, oh, South Free's gonna love this. I was like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> Tony Starks, baby, let's go. But that but, sounded good. His voice sounded good. I, I, I'm now I'm not as uh, scared to hear if he does a Supreme Clientele too. Because his voice sounded kind of weird on some of his later projects, but shout out to Ghostface Killer, man. Like that those are those are features I did not have on my quote unquote vision board for 2022. As somebody that wanted uh, TDE features on this album, I I can respect uh, Kendrick going in a different direction as far as doing uh, as far as his feature list because it's like I didn't expect uh, Pusha T to link up with Lil Uzi Vert. Like those are two two artists going together that I didn't think would work. Uh, some people have their have different opinions on that. I think it's so. I think I think it works pretty good. But like Kendrick. Reaching out to someone like Ghostface Killer, who is—I'm not going to say he's—he's he's irrelevant, but he's somewhat irrelevant, I guess. Not to be disrespectful, but he's an older rapper, and he's trying. And like, there was there's really Kendrick could get anybody to feature on this album, and he reached out and got a Ghostface Killer, who actually kind of sounded perfect for that type of song because a lot of people don't know that he was kind of doing the Drake thing before Drake at a higher level when it came to. Uh, uh, rapping about women in relationships. Yes, as a uh, as one of the few outside of uh, the five boroughs, I I believe I've listened to Ghostface's entire discography. And yeah, I think I tweeted Ocho that one time saying like like Drake and uh, Ghostface Killer have a lot more common musically. Actually, I think the analogy that I made was like when Drake does like the trap rap stuff, like I don't believe him. 
right? And the same with like Ghostface, like he does like the sip and stuff. I believe him, but like I would never try to like make fun of him like that because he'll probably really shoot you. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's a weird like like dichotomy with those two artists. But yeah, like uh, Ghostface Kill has a song on uh, I think like the Wizard of Emerald City or something like that called um, Boathouse, the Beach House. Shit, not look up. Anyways, essentially, it's a song with him featuring Fabulous, and it's telling a story about uh, essentially him finding his girlfriend getting pounded by Fabulous in the the guest house. I think it's called Guest House. And I'm just like, no other artist can make a song about his girl getting clapped by Fabulous and then not be like clowned or made corny. Because, like, I mean, at the end of the song, he ends up, like, shooting at Fabulous and he jumps out of a window. But I'm just like, no other rapper can make songs, like, simping and crying. But at the same time, like, pull out a pistol and be like, nah, bro, I'm really about that life. So definitely check out Ghostface's discography if you haven't. Got a lot of great albums. but Yeah, I wish more people would take uh, a different approach when it comes to features. Like, obviously, I think what I, what I was thinking is a little bit more... I don't want to say lazy, but it's more conventional. Like, okay, yeah, it's easy to be, just be like, okay, I'm going to throw Absol on a couple of songs. I'm going to throw Schoolboy Q or j Rock. Like, the Baby Keen features was pretty, that was obvious. And, you know, you, you got to do that because that's his artist. But even even putting uh, an actress on um, We Cry Together, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the thing where I ask uh, for a lot of albums. I'm going to ask them, like, hey, why was there no place for a, a, a rapper that is a female on this on this particular no. show? Because let me let me explain. Because no. I listen you're gonna to say why was it Nicki Minaj asked to be on that song, and I'm not trying to hear Nicki Minaj trade bars. And then I, 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 you know what you know what, and I and I felt like someone was gonna ask like okay, because I I wasn't leaning Nicki Minaj on that one. Like I had it, I had I had an idea because when I first listened to it. I thought it was Rico Nasty. That's what it sounded like. I'm like, oh, is this Rico Nasty on this song? And I look and it's obviously it's not her, it's an actress on there. But I'm not even asking for uh, a rapper that's a woman to get on this song and uh, write something to it. Like I'm 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 kind of okay with Kendrick writing something and her just performing it, you know, just to kind of Put put her on and put her in a position to be like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna be on a kindergarten. This is a big deal for you, kind of deal. And and maybe if she has some ideas, they kind of present them. But maybe maybe put and this is I, this is an odd pairing. But I mean, what's what's Flo Millie doing right now? She couldn't have did that. Like Flo Millie's a shit talker. She could have talked that shit going back and forth with Kendrick. I'm not saying it's not a it's the best choice, but that's a different choice. As opposed to calling Nicki Minaj or Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion, call Flo Millie. And if you want to get if you want to get real nasty, if you want to get real like, okay, we're trying something way out of left field, something that nobody would ever figure. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that she can come in and write. She can just come in and perform this. She's already on the West Coast. Give Sweetie a call. My thing is, I honestly don't think Kendrick Lamar knows who any of those people are, if we're being honest. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised he's never heard of Flo Millie. Like, as great as she is, I just don't think that, like, yeah, I, don't, I just don't think those those people would ever cross paths, whatever the path that Kendrick's on right now. 
Um, <clears throat> real quick to wrap up our extended hot takes on uh, this illustrious album that I'm going to listen to multiple times. Um, one thing that I, I saw a tweet that was interesting, and I think it was just somebody like clout, doing the whole clout chasing thing. Somebody tweeted out, rappers will work with Kodak even though he played guilty to rape, but won't work with Santana or Lil Nas X because they're gay. Right? And it's obviously indirect shot at Kendrick Lamar, or maybe not so indirect shot, but like Little Nas X musically is not Kodak Black, right? I've never heard a Saucy Santana song, right? Outside of Old Town Road and Montero, can't tell you anything about the the little homie Little Nas X. And honestly, like that that style wouldn't I don't think it would fit on what Kendrick was trying to do. Like you could hear songs like he was influenced from Kendrick, especially on Silent Hill with the the intro of the song. So um just him being hot takey, like and, and the funny thing is is that <clears throat> if I were to bet money and go through that gentleman's like title or iTunes or Apple Music, he probably doesn't have any little Nas X or Sasha Santana in rotation either. So like stop doing it for the look, bro. Like that's mad corny. Relax. But I'm also curious, like, when did he record this album? Like, I was also curious, like, when he recorded The Heart Five. A lot of questions. Like, even listen to um my last hot take, my final hot take, is that the one thing that I learned about this album that makes a lot more sense to me now is that Kendrick Lamar is low-key very toxic. <laughs> very toxic. Because, like, I was listening to uh, Range Brothers, and it went to nah, I wasn't. I was listening to something. I forgot what I was. I was listening to a Kendrick Lamar song. It, it might have been Range Brothers, whatever. And it went to radio, and Mask On Remix came on with Future, and I added that to my workout playlist. I always thought like, yo, why is Kendrick Lamar a song with Future? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like there's there's like kind of with the Kodak Black thing. Like why are these two on a song together? And then he like mentioned Future on his album as well. And then, like, hearing that skit and just hearing some of the content of the album, like, wow, like, he is a, he's low-key a toxic king, just like Future. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I'm not who I think, who you guys think I am. <laughs> I'm really a terrible person. You know what I'm saying? I was like, huh, this is, this is interesting. Like, you know, I'm not y'all savior. I'm not this, not this messiah you guys are looking at. Like, I got problems just like y'all. I'm toxic. I may or may not be cheating on my, my baby mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's a lot going on. I, I thought that introspectiveness was refreshing from an artist who's not, like, 56 years old. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm done. He, he's, he's not your savior. Yes. <laughs> he's hey, not your he's savior. <laughs> a lot so, of people yeah. think that's who he is, but he is not. No one is. They're not, they're not doing that. Yeah. But if you haven't checked out Mr. Brown, the Big Steppers, definitely check it out. Yeah, because it's much better than Blueprint 2, I like some people's opinions. <laughs> I feel All like right. you said that just for me to say that, though. I was like, no, I, look, it, there's like, we did a whole podcast on this. I think people really just, it's one of the things they say, like, oh, Blueprint 2 is trash. It's like, just because it was giving a bad rating doesn't mean it has poor quality songs, right? It was in an era where people made long albums. All right, now I'm about to do the thing I have to do. All right, track number one, a dream. Thumbs up or thumbs down. That shit is fire, right? 
I'll play this. Ask him or you tell him, right? Because I'm, I'm asking. My, and you know what my answer is going to be for every single how, time. How? How? That's then. That's that's disingenuous. How's that disingenuous? You know I don't like. Fam, all right, man. All right, bro. That's like come that's on, an honest honest take. Come on, dog. All right, come bro. on, dog. Let's not. We'll save that discussion for another day because that could be uh, a whole day thing. Hold on. Okay. Because I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna just play one song, and I'm gonna hear you lie. I need to hear you lie to me. Okay. Go ahead. Let us see. Talk while I'm pulling this shit up. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying Blueprint 2 is a bad album. It's not a bad album. I'm comparing, like, what year did Blueprint 2 come out? It came out like in 2002. 2002? If I go back and I look at all the albums that came out in 2002, Blueprint 2 is probably going to be in the top five if I had to guess. That's just me going off the top of my head, not knowing. But if I can compare Blueprint 2, to American Gangster, it's not on that level. It's not on the level of All Reasonable right, Doubt or Blueprint or Watch the Throne. It's not. But that's it. But it's not bad. It's just at the bottom. Yeah, I feel like Jay-Z was his time with the American Gangster, you know, releasing an album, a double album, a year after what you consider a masterpiece is really just rushing. You said what? He released a double album like a year and a half after he released his quote-unquote masterpiece. So... You know what? I'm not going to do the thing. So I don't feel like being ignorant and loud right now. But I mean, you can't. You, you can't. You, you can't, can't listen be, to Hobie Baby. You can't listen to Hobie Baby and tell me that's trash. Like, okay, I, but, but I, I can't. I can listen. Accept that. I can listen to Hobie Baby. is trash. Okay, and that's and that's the that's the whole gift and the curse. Pharrell. Pharrell has great songs with Jay Z, but he also has the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Which you know who he doesn't have some great uh, trash songs with? Snoop Dogg. He don't got some trash songs with Snoop Dogg. That's they great. Got like two songs with Snoop Dogg, but this is the yeah, they, got, they don't have they don't have a lot of songs together, but the songs that they put out are pretty great. All right, so just real quick, Volume One, A Dream, Heat, Holy Baby, Heat, Watcher Two, not a big fan. Open Bonnie and Clyde, Open Bonnie. <laughs> I didn't like the Watcher Two. Open Bonnie and Clyde, definitely a smash. Excuse me, smash. What they gonna do? Good song, all around the world. Good song, popping tags. Mm-hmm. All around the world. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. If I had to give a thumbs up or thumbs down to that one, that's gonna thumbs out for me. Popping tags. Lie to me, please. Lie to me, Loski. Please lie to me. Please lie to me. Please. You crazy? I just don't know what you expect. You not listen. Yeah, to, you, you not listen to Big Boy's verse. We talk about this like every week, though. Did you not listen to Big Boy's verse? I'm saying that the beat was incredible. Like the like, if you just, I could just listen to the beat on that song. Kanye did his thing on that one. He carried him on that. Fuck on that's not horrible. It's what? Fuck on that's not horrible. That's actually trash, dog. That's not the worst. That's not the worst for real. It's got it's like that's just not that bad. The bounce is not bad. I did a my way. I hate that song. I'm not gonna lie. It's trash. Yeah. Diamonds forever. Yikes. I don't even remember. I don't even remember that song. I'm not gonna lie. Is it the R R O C? Yeah, that's, that's that's not that bad. That's, uh, that's not bad. I don't know. Good. Guns and Roses. Lie to me. Lie to me. Lie to me. Come on, man. You don't know remix. I'm not a big fan of remixing a classic song. Meet the Parents is fire. Somehow some waste fire. Some people hate is fire. Blueprint two is fire. Uh, and we're please trash. Yes, thank <laughs> get you. The young, get the young gutters out of here. Get like the I said, out of here. 
songs that like not just average or okay songs. These songs are trash. They're bad. As that's one, all. As one's not horrible. Oh my god, no, that song. Get that <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Show you how fire bitches and sisters fire. What they're gonna do? Uh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving. Moving on. I feel like I'm like there's way more bad songs on here than you remember. <laughs> that shit slaps. All right, so moving on. Let's talk about Marcus's horrible takes that actually kind of tie in to Lowski's, some of Lowski's horrible takes, maybe. But we had a discussion on the timeline about, I don't even know how this came up, but talking about Doctor Strange, right? And that, I don't even know, what, what were we talking about? Somehow What If got brought up. And you were saying that What If was like not good or something like that. It was just solid. It was a solid show. And I feel like Marvel, where where Marvel is right now, where the MCU is right now, when you when you think about where they have been, they've been doing this for about 20 years. They've made, they've had a lot of criti- uh, uh, commercial success, critical acclaim. They've won awards. They've done everything. They know what they're doing. They know how to make great art and tell good stories, good to great stories. And for them to put out a TV show that was just solid, in my opinion, is not good enough. Their shows, when Marvel was coming to Disney+, Plus, I expected their shows to be on a different level than what was already on there. Now, granted, The Mandalorian is great TV in any aspect. Like, if you, can, if you, put, if you put The Mandalorian on Netflix, it's one of the best Netflix shows. You put it on HBO... It's one of the best HBO shows. You put it mm, anywhere. Nah. All right. Maybe not HBO, but you get what I'm saying. If you put the Mandal or if you put the Mandalorian on any other streaming service, we're talking about the Mandalorian being still a great show. And that's because they put in the work to make that show a great show. Like the standard of it. The writing, the shooting of it, like they they treat that show like a movie, and that's kind of what I expect Marvel to do with their stuff, with their TV shows. And it's just like they put stuff out, and they're just like, well, we can put anything out and put our name on it, and it's going to get numbers, it's going to get views, it's going to get money. So who cares about putting in any type of work or any type of creativity or anything that's different in like any kind of like uh, noticeable way? How is it different? It was literally telling stories people have never seen. Like, what are you talking about? We were talking about the Captain uh, Carter episode specifically. It's just what would happen if instead of Steve Rogers, it was Peggy Carter. Like, okay. That was probably like my favorite episode. And then what? And then it just kind of just was just like, we're just telling alternate stories of stories we've already seen before. There was like, yeah, and, and, actually, it's based off of, like that's a comic. Like that's not they didn't pull that out their ass. Like that's pulling from the story, like everything else does. I get that, but I think for me, I kind of wanted. I, I I had different expectations. I thought they were going to do something a little bit more outside of the realm of like, okay, we're going to take stories we already told and just tweak them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I expected a whole new. A ri- original uh, story, like if they've done that in the comics, 
cool. I don't read the comics, so that does nothing for me. I would have liked. Wait, so that sounds like a you problem then. You don't read the comics. Like, what if is a comic? That's like a comic books reader thing. So now you blaming the comic books for not being good enough to like I said to the TV show. Like I, said, I had different expectations for the TV show. What I would have expected from the TV show is for them to take. What okay? What it looks like with what if is that they took some of the stories from the movies, some of the storylines, and just tweaked it, tweaked it a little bit, and made it a little bit different. The only episode that kind of did stand out was kind of like the later episodes in the zombie episode. But I watched what if, and then I watched Star Wars Visions, and I'm like, okay, they took a chance with what they were doing. They made some really creative risk and tried some new ideas with how they created that show. And I feel like with What If, it was more like, okay, it doesn't matter what we do. We can just kind of, we can just give them a little bit of something, but we don't have to go all the way in. We don't really have to push ourselves here. Because I can watch, like you can watch What If and say, yeah, it's cool, but it's not like what they did with Loki. Like what what they did with Loki was way left field. What they did with WandaVision, way left field. What they did comparing with- an animated show to like live, that's not the same category. And then not only that, it's literally what if, like it's just what if this one thing was different. The story wouldn't be that much different. You would have still got to pay you getting frozen to ice for 70 years and then get thawed out. The same thing happening. It's just that it's Peggy instead of Steve. But we're comparing two Marvel we're comparing Marvel TV shows that are on the same streaming service created by the same people for the most part. Produced by the yeah, same the- people. Why can't we compare creative. those two? Because the creative process for an animated show and a live action show is completely different. And you would think they would take more creative liberties with the animated show because you have more free reign to do more things, but it's just like they didn't really do that for me. Like I watched I watched what if and I was like, I could they could have done more with this. That was my big thing. They could have done more with this. I've watched there's been a few uh maybe a few movies like with um uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I watched that show and it's good, but I'm like, they could have done more. They could have gone deeper into certain backstories or different stories or different themes and really played up some of those things that we didn't get in the movies. Like, give me a little bit more of this character. Give me more of what they were doing. Like, I was talking to someone about this on the timeline. And if you haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, spoiler alert, you're probably never going to watch it because whatever. But the main part of the beginning of the show was talking about Bucky's past and all the things that he did, all the people he killed, all the people he hurt, all the families affected and him trying to go through life and dealing with therapy and trying to atone for those mistakes. But there was one big mistake, not one big mistake, but there was one big thing that he did as a winter soldier that was really haunting him. And it was killing the son of a guy that he now is friends with, the, the Asian dude at the uh, the shop or whatever that he meets at the bar, right? And and then he, we've been going through like five or six episodes <clears throat> and we get to the end and he's finally ready to be like, you know what? I gotta tell this guy what I did to his son. I have to tell him it's been eating at me for for years. I need to tell him what happened. And he tells the guy, hey, your son I killed him. And the guy just looks down and he shuts the door. And we never hear anything else about that situation for the rest of it. Like that, that was it. 
you made this a big deal at the beginning of the episodes. For the first two episodes of the show, you told me that this was a big deal. This was going to be a big event. And when we got to that event, what happened? You just shut the door and nothing. No, no. We didn't get no Bucky reaction to that. We didn't get the old man's reaction. It was just nothing. They're just like, oh, well, this show's done. Let's get to the big action sequence next. Let's get on to the next thing. It's 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 lazy. That was lazy to me. I'm sorry. It was lazy. And I feel like Marvel needs to do better in that area. And I don't think that's unfair to ask. Did you consider that maybe that's just something they put a pin in until season two or a movie comes out? That show is not getting a... They're not doing a season two of that show. They're not. Okay, well, when it goes to the movie of the next Captain America, no, I don't. The motivation for the Asian got to be... No, I don't something think... Something huge. I don't think it's going... I, I think that's... I don't even think that's even a big... <clears throat> that's not even a big plot point. Like to you? Watch the first two episodes. They told us it was a big deal. And then we get to the end, it's like, nah, it's not a big deal. My, my fault. Don't worry about that stuff. Not a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, mean, I it thought was. it was just like character motivation for Bucky, to be honest with you. I didn't take it as this is a big thing that's going to have this gigantic reaction. I thought it was just mo- uh, progression for his character. He's trying to atone for the evil shit that he did, even though he wasn't under control. I mean, he still did it. He feels responsible. He found that asking- closure. I'm not asking for a full-on episode about this. I'm asking for anything after that. They just literally, the old man showed no emotion, shut the door in his face. That was it. We got nothing else from that. you got to give us a little bit more. I'm asking for like maybe half a scene. Write one page of writing to give us a little bit more about how they were feeling about that. How do we move past this? I feel something here. Dude, what do you feel here? You're not telling okay. me anything. if this was the the Winter Soldier show, sure. But there was the like, in the title. Okay, <laughs> so you still had to get you still had to have the Falcon do his Captain America thing. You had you had great value, you had great value cap. And you got to look at and you got to look at these shows, some of these movies as stepping stones to the bigger picture. Like what if clearly was needed for Doctor Strange? It's a piece of the puzzle, and it's also season one. Like give it, give it, give them time to do their thing. I feel like they're doing season twos for these shows. Like Loki, they yes, season, they are doing season two for what if. Loki, but I think that's because it was super successful. They're doing one for what if too. Okay. Sometimes you got to give the story yeah, a little room right? Like I can imagine if you had watched like Game of Thrones, like live, you would have been pissed off, bro. Like instead of being able to binge all eight seasons, you would have been pissed off watching that shit from day one. So. Yes. Like and that's literally how that shit went. You just were able to watch that shit in a very small amount of time and get the answer okay. you needed. What you're talking about are cliffhangers. You're talking about cliffhangers. This no, was like- there was a lot of threads in, in uh Game of Thrones that are established in season one and don't get wrapped up until season five, bro. Like if you weren't if like I said, you watched it all in a very short amount of time. If you watched it live, there's a lot of stuff that gets brought up and doesn't get touched again for quite some time. And they use I mean it's a trick they use in storytelling, like, we're going to leave this thread open just in case we need to ever touch it again. Like, I'm not saying they will get to it in a storyline, but it's just there if they ever need to. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about that. I, I'm, like, defeated in every bet I've ever made on this podcast, but I'm willing to bet right now. 
uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not getting a season two. And if they do get a season two, they are not going to explore that storyline further. They're not going to. Because if any, I don't think they're going to get a season two. They gave that a, they gave that like ten minutes. That should have been all a right. full episode. That's all I'm saying. To, Give us a little bit more. To the rest of your bad take, you said it's tiring not to expect great storytelling from comic movies. Slash animated show. We've seen it done. Toy Story, Wally, Demon Slayer, Maona. Marvel takes gonna make all the money regardless. All right. So my point is, you can't compare these shows to animes. Like that's a completely different. I only name one anime. Only name one. Once you name one, you include all of them. <laughs> that's, a, that's a completely different level. Like don't even. Nah, Toy Story and Demon Slayer should never be spoken in the same breath. Nah, not the same sentence, bro. Those are two different kinds yeah. of shows. Okay, but let's okay take Demon Slayer out of that equation. What's the difference? Okay, well look at it like this: Toy Story. What was there was one Toy Story that nobody really fucked. Was it the fourth one? Never seen so, it. Exactly, exactly. You didn't I see think the fourth the whole one. franchise but, is overrated, to be honest. But, that's but you saw right. at least one and two. And honestly, I didn't think two was that good. So what? I didn't like two that much. What two happened in two? That's the one um, when uh, they went into the shop with the the antiquer guy who repainted over Andy's bark on Woody's shoe. Oh, that's when they had the problematic deleted scene? I'm not sure if it was a deleted scene or not. I think it was. Hold on. Toy Story. Hold on. Disney is Yeah, It was hella emotional, but I was like, bro, I like Toy Story 1 more than I like Toy Story 2. But those are good movies. That's not a good I mean, kids good movie. Is it a good kids? Is it a good kids movie or is it just a good movie? I didn't fuck with it when I was younger, but now I'm older. I fuck with it a little bit more, but I still think Toy Story One is better. All right, so uh, Toy Story Two has removed a fake blooper scene featuring a casting couch. Oh my god! Uh, no way, for real? God, this is this is wild. Yes. Yikes! Also, too, like first of all. And I thought about this. Like, I know they released a new uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Like, how was that allowed to happen? Like, the whole Chippendale name thing. Like, how are they allowed to do that? <laughs> like, that's nasty. Because they didn't share, make they didn't trademark Chippendale. The name is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Well, but I'm saying, no, no. But I'm, I'm not saying the trademark is like, fam. Like, you're calling these characters the names of like male <laughs> escort dancers. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we? Do? Disney's wild, but you're not gonna put you're not gonna put songs in the south on Disney Plus though. But you have the the, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Give us heavyweights. Hey, hold on, first off, there's give us songs to the south. There's nothing give wrong with sex. Give us, give us, give us, give us the unedited Lady and the Tramp. Give us the unedited Dumbo. Disney you cowards. I want to see the races. <laughs> we live in America. <laughs> give it up. <laughs> I, don't, I, got the, I have an unedited version of uh, Dumbo. That racism, that shit was amazing. <laughs> that shit was moving. That nigga name was Jim Crow, bro. Jim Crow. How, how'd that make it into a movie, bro? Like, nobody, I mean, I know it was nothing but white people in there, but nobody was like, damn, that's crazy. Jim Crow. It's a little bit too on the nose. We can't tone it down a little bit. Like, let's bring it down to an eight. <laughs> We're gonna let y'all know. <laughs> we gonna know. imagine if it was magic in there, it would have somebody in there called the Grand Wizard Bill. Jesus like, Christ. Oh man, my chest. All right. So I, I wonder if Tech is still here because it's time to bring him to the, the front of the classroom to expose his filth. And I wish right. I wish Rev was here. Bro, 
you can't be eating chicken tenders with dingleberry sauce or whatever Arby's. <laughs> 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 what is wrong with you? What? Dingleberry sauce, bro. Fam. <laughs> I, I have never, fam. What is a broccoli? Is that like, is that horse semen? Well, I mean, is that code for a bull testicle, brother? Let, let me let me just no speak up know. speak up brother speak up please speak up so I used to work there um back in 2008 and you know like at first I started out I, I really like Philly cheesesteaks so I tried their Philly dip and I was like wow this is really good like kind of good then I evolved to um the the BLT uh, that they have because they have such thick strips of bacon so and then I tried the chicken the bacon and I was like, Bro, you really like wax poetic about thick meats right now? There's no it, way. It, it really is like just big, thick strips of bacon. <laughs> nice and crispy bacon, hard, rock hard bacon. I, I love it on the BMT. Slapping that meat on his grill. Yeah, and then, like I was there to make them too, so I was like, damn that like meat mountain in his just, mouth. Yeah, you yeah you do the meat mountain. You shit, I'm put eight pieces of bacon on this motherfucker. Fail. <laughs> put twelve pieces of bacon on this like you know we we just make a monster con of of a bacon lettuce a tomato with heavy mayonnaise sandwich. I was like, okay. Then the chicken bacon switch with that same thick strip of bacon. Fam. All right. We're, I'm done. You're done. I didn't even know they had more than more than the RB sandwich, bro. Bro, the chicken <laughs> bacon Swiss is it, it is it is a phenomenal sandwich and they have the best honey mustard. Period. The curly fries, great. I even tried the crinkle fries. They're pretty good. They got mozzarella sticks. Uh, jalapeno poppers, the Jamocha lock. I mean, the Jamocha shakes. Like, it, it is a lot of stuff at Arby's. And if you're a sandwich connoisseur, they have different options as well. It, it's no, good. There's no way you can tell me that a fast food place that makes deli sandwiches is good, right? Like, that's my whole right. point. Hey, Subway's Subway not good. good. Try that bacon, oh, lettuce, and tomato, man. The BLT. I'm, I'm telling you. Nah. I don't know what y'all are saying. You become an establishment that place. says we are the meats, bro. Or we have the meats. Like, I feel violated even thinking about going to RV, bro. All right. They do, so, though. They have, like, look, they have a look, lot look, of meat. Like, even with the sandwiches. All right. Look. I make confession. Back before I found the Lord, I did indulge in Arby's. But I found Black Jesus, but, and, but we're going to. We're gonna get Adolphus right. We're gonna get Tech right. I want you to repeat after me. No, no, Lord no, no, God, no. I come to you as a First, sinner, and I humbly repent why, my why sins. You did, you still I like believe that Jesus is my Lord. I believe you did, that you, you raised him like from the dead. Like, I would ask that you come to my life and be my Lord and Savior. I receive Jesus to take like control bacon, of my life, and I may live for Him from this day forth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me with Your precious blood. In Jesus' name, Amen. Bro, you know. That amen, Lord God. I come to you as a sinner and I humbly repent for my sins. I believe that Jesus is Lord, I I believe that you raised him from the dead. I would ask that Jesus come into my life, (laughs) 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 I receive Jesus to take control of my life, and that I may live for him from this day forth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me with your precious blood in Jesus' name, amen. Say amen, please. Every day. Bacon, lettuce, tomato. Please say amen. Please say amen. 
And this is what's bro, wrong. There's no way you went to Arby's and ate a BLT every day for three hours. This is what's wrong with our country. Trip, this is what's wrong with our country. We have we have nignogs like tech spending his hard on coins on the meats. <laughs> it's disgusting. Poverty. Ugh. Pecan uh, chicken salad, bro? Like what? Oh, pecan. Ugh. A classic beef and cheddar meal has over a thousand calories. Goddamn. <laughs> So that that's actually a lot of meat on that too. Pause. It is like they pile that thing. I think that's how many that's how many calories uh, Lori Harvey eats in one day. Okay, so that's hey, hold on, hold on. Why is everybody bad that that girl only has so many calories in a day? If she want to look like the way she want to look because of the amount of food she eats, isn't that like her thing? So I saw a little bit about that, and it's, it's funny that that came up because I actually started counting my calories on this app. <clears throat> I'm trying to lose like five pounds because I've been living like a savage here lately. But um, I mean that's not unreasonable. Like the thing is that I think people get freaked out about that is a people don't really realize how much they eat, right? Like for example, <clears throat> without looking it up, listeners definitely subscribe, download all that fun stuff. How many calories do you think one Popeye's biscuit has? <clears throat> just oh, easily 1500. I'm looking it up. 1500. One biscuit is your whole caloric uh, intake no, for one day. It's more like 250. 250. I got, I got, I got 750. Wow. Tech is on the money. 251. Oh, wow. For one wow. biscuit. I'm, right? I'm a Popeye's legend. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's get let's really get to the point. Nobody eats just one. That's the thing. So, like, yeah. So, if you get a three piece chicken tenders meal with one biscuit and a water, you're you're close to like 700 calories because each chicken tender has like 134 calories. And that's not counting the uh, Mardi Gras mustard, which is another 91 calories. And you don't, you can't have one, you gotta have two Mardi Gras mustards. So, that's 200 calories right there you're adding. Just dipping sausage. Imagine if you get a drink with that. Imagine if you get fries with that. You get two biscuits. That's like 500 calories right there. Just on biscuits. And that's not counting the jelly either. Jelly is probably another 90 calories of pure sugar. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. If you actually take the tide of, like, count your calories, like, you're probably eating way more than you should. Especially if you're not active. And the thing that I do that I've been called out about is I lied to myself. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just go work out and I'm not burning off two biscuits and three tenders worth of <laughs> calories. <laughs> you gotta get you a smartwatch and track your steps, man. No, I got, I got one. So I, I put the um, the Apple Watch actually connects to the app, so it'll tell me, like, the calories I'm burning during the day. So I got a little bit more wiggle room. I think my max for me is, like, 1,800. But just, like, existing i burn three and then if i work out i burn like another three or four so i think i'm pretty good so but it's tough though man because like myself i do enjoy the waffle house I'm, I'm actually in an area that has waffle house right now i'm just like i can't do it man like that's more calories that's like the the caloric intake of for like two days in one meal i was like i can't do it can't do it want to do it can't do it so shout out to laura harvey for being 
you know, being dedicated, being consistent, being diligent, being disciplined. That's a big word, discipline. But she's also rich, too. She probably get, like, the best thousand calories of all time. <laughs> the best tasting thousand calories that she could ever have. So, shout to rich people. Make us rich. Download the podcast. Subscribe. All that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give back to the community, I promise. We'll be out handing out turkeys like Nino Brown and all that stuff. <laughs> Fox we also also doing a needle exchange program. I feel like needle <laughs> do that in this day and age. Yes, we'll we'll bring back Amsterdam if you know <laughs> pop in. Just shout out to the wire. But yeah, long and short, don't be like tech and eat at Arby's. Like, get some grilled chicken, some brown rice or something like that. Like, take care of yourself. That's disgusting. That's cook for yourself, right? But wait, like Arby's shouldn't even be close. To you I don't even know where the closest Arby's is to my house. You shouldn't know that. <laughs> Arby's is destroying the black community one meat mountain at a time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Me. All right, so moving on. So StockX. StockX was in the news. I know we we're supposed to have a guest, but I don't know where this person is, and hopefully they're they're doing good. Maybe we can have them on another time. But the hot take stuff from Twitter that I saw before I like looked it up, looked it up was that Nike bought some shoes from them and they were fake. So after doing some research, watch some YouTube videos, apparently this whole lawsuit isn't really about the fake shoes. It's about NFTs. So what StockX is doing is creating NFTs using like intellectual property from Nike. So they're making <clears throat> Jordan one bread NFTs through StockX. But Nike just spent like a billion dollars on an NFT company. So they're trying to get into the metaverse. Like I talked a couple weeks ago on the podcast that like how are they going to get us in the metaverse and my idea was like hey if they do like a sneaker drop where the only way to get this drop is to go to the metaverse then i would consider it because like hey i want these sneakers i can do a metaverse raffle or something like that so they're trying to sue StockX, pretty much to not the eliminated competitor in the nft marketplace because if i can get nike nfts on StockX, why would i go to nike to get them so that's kind of the, the crux of the argument. I think the whole fake sneaker thing is a smear campaign to kind of, you know, drag their name to the mud. Because, like, I don't I didn't see the specific amount of shoes that Nike bought to receive the two or three fakes they got. Like, they could have purchased 100,000 shoes. You know what I'm saying? And if you read the fine print with StockX, I know their branding is, quote, unquote, 100% authentic. But in reality, they know that they miss shoes here and there. Like, it's impossible to not catch any fakes. And I watched a video from StockX like a year ago. Yeah, shout out to King Quest. I use GoTo. Like, I've never used StockX that I can think of. But, like, <clears throat> even a dude in the video who's one of their, um, hold on. One of the dudes in the video that is one of their experts in authenticating shoes, from what he showed in the video is that he pulls the shoes out the box, looks at the box, looks at both shoes, makes sure he has a left and a right shoe, uh, looks for stitching, smells the inside of the shoe to make sure it doesn't smell like cigarette smoke or somebody's nasty house, and then puts the tag on it and says it's good. I'm like, bro, like he's like, oh yeah, it depends what shoe it is and blah blah blah. But it didn't seem like a very thorough process to verify if these sneakers are real or not. So I was just like, eh. So shout out to you if you purchased some stock X, you probably got some fucking replicas in your collection right now. So. 
So you're telling me to do verify stock X shoes has a foot fetish? Like that's what it sounds like. Well, they they were saying you got smoke because like if you buy shoes, and that is kind of weird. Like I don't want to be smoking but funky ass shoes. I'm not sniffing shoes, right? Just spray some disinfected like, spray in there. Yeah, right. That should be the the standard operating procedure. Like yo, we're gonna hit this with the Lysol and keep it moving. But not yeah, sniffing nobody's musty ass feet. Yeah, I didn't. Unless it's Lori Hart because she only had a fifteen hundred day calendar. But besides her, anybody else musty feet ain't getting smelled. Yeah, her, her feet probably smell like honeydew melons and exactly. I hope that hot take gets us like flowers. Yes, I did it for the I did it for the pie, guys. I'll take that. There we go. I guess that'll be. We can clip that. Maybe it'll go viral, so people will download and subscribe and all that stuff. <laughs> Anywho, so while we're here waiting on uh, Rev, if she decides to show up, shout to Rev, shout to Augusta, Ozarks. So we didn't get into it too deep last week, but uh, there was a meme circulating. There was actually a, a tweet from um, that one lady to be lying, SZA, or one of the women. Was it SZA? SZA be lying her ass off. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it was SZA. And she was saying, that, like, yo. All women lie, though. That's facts. Big facts. But long of the short was, she's like, yo, I enjoy the show. I don't want to misquote her, um, but I'm too lazy to pull up her tweet. Anyways, long and short, it says she's like, yo, I like the show, but like, ah, here we go. Quote, I really enjoyed Ozarks. Just curious why every time characters get quote unquote dangerous and deranged in the film, they start bumping rap music. Bump that Taylor Swift. LOL. Cooler juxtaposition anyways. And and, and what I will say is like, I, I know that are white, non-melanated kings and queens listen to hip-hop, right? They're the ones that buy records. If you've go, gone to rap concerts, shit, 80% of the crowd is white, white people, non-black people. However, it seems to be kind of like, I don't know if fetishize the white right word with some white characters that like love hip-hop or quote-unquote love hip-hop. But like I've seen in, in real life, majority of the white people that I know that like rap music and hip hop, they only like one piece of it, right? <clears throat> it's like, yo, I like 90s hip hop because that's when it was real and it wasn't all the cussing and bitches and hoes and stuff like that. And it's just like even with Ozark, like she likes like the Wu-Tang Clan and Nas. And I'm like, fam, <clears throat> first of all, the Langmores don't look like the types that, you know, would, in, would invite a young melanated brother into their house. And they also look like they say the N-word gratuitously. So I'm trying to figure out how in the trailer park a young Ruth Langmore got a hold of an album that came out like 30 years before she was born. If this <clears throat> show is put in present time, right? Like, I'm pretty sure she ain't had a Wi-Fi. They don't sell CDs. So, like, how are you this big Nas fan? Right? there's much better rap out there that they could have like highlighted on the show. You know what I'm saying? If you really love hip hop music, why are we, why are we listening to Illmatic, bro? Like put on some walk flock of flame. Like if you didn't, if you didn't listen to like push icy back in blood, your life might've been a little bit different, but you're over here getting mellowed out the Nas and shit. Like stop, stop it. That, that entire episode made me hate Illmatic. Like I, I don't want to hear it for a while anymore after that. Like there was, 
it doesn't make any sense. I, I may, and maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed her as a character listening to '90s hip hop on the on the regular. I know they had like the that the beginning of that episode. She was talking with her brother about like you know uh, trivia questions about early '90s rap, but the idea of that's what she's going to she's going to put on Illmatic to drive from the Ozarks to Chicago to go kill a Mexican that killed her brother. That's the soundtrack that you want playing in your head during this time. That's what you want to be listening to. That's the vibe. That's the mood that you're in. Like even as a show, even as a director, even as a writer, I, if I have a list of albums that I can, that is approved for my show, I don't know if Illmatic is going to make the cut. That's not my top choice for music that I'm putting to, the soundtrack for this for this episode at least so real quick side note the fastest route from ozark missouri to chicago illinois is seven hours and 53 minutes okay. so you, you tell me automatic like six times in a row she wasn't streaming like she had like that's what i'm saying like you, you don't have no cds like stop if you're listening to this podcast, honestly, tell me the last time you bought a CD. Please, please lie to me. I, I don't know the last time you bought a CD. and seven. No, that yeah, maybe 07 might have been because I graduated in 07. That might have been the last time I bought a CD. Again, I'm pretty sure there's no hip hop music stores in Ozark, Missouri. Like, stop. The stop. last the last CD I bought was 21 by Adele. And that came out in like 09, right? That's 11. The last CD I have. The last CD I have. Because I was thinking like graduation was the last CD I bought, and I was like, nah, download that off iTunes. Okay, can we, can we talk about the show? Are we going to be, can we do that or no? Are we still yeah, not doing uh, that? We can do that. I think the last CD I bought was uh, Trilla. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I bought that too. I, I remember, I remember going to the, I remember going to the mall and buying that. Damn. Yeah, it might it might have been it. Now to be truthful though, I did. No, no, no. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. The last one I bought, but it was all like mixtapes and stuff. You can't buy a mixtape. I think it was uh, actually might have been um, eight away and heartbreaks or nah. I might have streamed that too, or downloaded on iTunes. Uh, it might have been uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I I pretty sure I bought that. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Anywho, shout to mixtapes, King Quest. My, my my last album that I purchased was it was Big Shine. Uh, what was that album called? Um, Dark Sky Paradise. Yep, that's the one. Fire. That's the last CD that I bought. Um, and that wasn't even too long ago. So I will be. I'm actually on Amazon right now. I'm trying to see if they got a. Mr. Out and the Big Steppers, because I will purchase that as a CD if I can find it. Now, what I do want to get into is um because I, I did see they had Good Kid Mad City on album. And I think some like really good CDs I would like to start purchasing as a record. Word. All right, yeah. So ending of Ozark. What let's let's talk about it. Hold on, though. I want to say this. Scissor, well, not scissor that was right, but 
the fact that Ruth listened to Illmatic is actually in line with white people because they'll go to a strip club and play like uh, Cherry Pie and then the next song will be like uh, Fortunate Son. So that kind of lines up with like white people. They don't listen to appropriate music for the appropriate situation. Yeah, you're right. I would listen to Pusha T and probably King Von if I was playing. Yeah, man. yeah, like that's the kind of shit I'd listen to if I was about to go kill some people. But it seems right that a white person would listen to Nas when they about to go commit a murder. That's why. Don't make sense. Yeah, but it's again, like, just just notice this. Like if you if you um <clears throat> if you're ever hanging out like white folks in a in like a party setting like they're they're never gonna have like it's it's one of two things <clears throat> either a they don't listen to any rap music b they listen to unedited rap music and they feel like they're gonna be offensive if they play it and I'm like yo dog like why are you playing WAP? like why do you have this on your playlist or c no, it's just AV. It's either they don't listen to rap music or they listen to other rap music and think it's gonna be problematic in a party setting. But I'm just like, yo, dog, like they have like radio stations, they have unedited versions of music that you can play where we don't have to live in 1995, listen to fucking Sir Mix a lot. I'm like, fam, come on, dog, like the best of the 2000s, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta do that. There's you can go to fucking whatever radio station in your local city and, and jam that on your iPod. So, but yeah, <clears throat> the ending of Ozark. What, what, what bothers you? Like, so you said you initially didn't like the ending and then you came around and liked it. So I did with, with Ozark, I did the same thing I did with, uh, Miss Morale, the big Supper. I just cut it on. Like, I didn't know what episode I was on. I was just letting it, let it play through. And, uh, it, it felt like it could have gone on a little bit longer, but I mean, where it ended, it was fine. But I did have one problem about the ending, and I'm curious if it lines up with Marx's issue as well. You cannot do all the things that they did, make all the mistakes that they made, fucked over the amount of people they fucked over, and all the dumb stuff they did, and not one person in that family died. Someone needed to go. They needed to suffer something. They need to have some sort of loss. They needed to take some sort of L, and nobody in that family did. And I think they deserved to. I think that would have been better for the story. I think that would have been better for the show. For them to get to the end and at least question, was all of this worth it? At least the parents, was this worth it? So I'm going to correct you. There was one L taken. It happened a long time ago, but there was an L taken where uh, poor Marty was at his uh, office watching a video of his, of his wife getting her back blown out by some, by some random stranger. Yes, you were. <laughs> Fam. Uh, yeah, Wendy, oh man, Wendy Burr, she's a, a disgusting human being. Like, I, I'll give them credit that they created a, a truly hateable character. Kind of like uh, the mob. I hated everybody on this show. Well, but I hated Wendy, everybody. Like, so, like when they had the car accident, I was like, I hope. I was like, I hope Wendy dies. I was like, I hope she dies. I please let her die. And she just rolled right over and was good. I was like, you know, we get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, even like if you go back and watch that episode in that scene, it looked like she had no seatbelt on. She was like flung in the car. I'm like, how was she not dead? I don't understand. 
what's going on. That's like the wildest pump fake. But they created a truly hateable character like Joffrey on Game of Thrones or uh, the mom from Breaking Bad. Hey, hold on. No disrespect. No disrespect, Scarlet, because Skyler was a victim. She might not have been. Bro, if you watch Breaking Bad more than once, you'll realize Skyler was a victim that entire time. Yeah, the Skylar hate is a little bit weird to me. It's a little bit much. Because it's like, what is she supposed to do? She supposed to just be fine with this? Exactly, she was the voice of reason. Exactly. And niggas was like, oh, she's such a bad person. I was like, bro, y'all just like walk because he was doing the shit y'all wish y'all could do until the end. And oh, no. turned out to be a psychopath. No, Walt was tripping. Like, Walt had like a whole... He got too greedy. That was Walt's problem. Like... He didn't know when to. He didn't know when to fold him. Like he, he should have checked out when he was up millions and millions of dollars. But he, he fell in love with the power. Um, let's let's welcome our illustrious uh, co-host, uh, Rev. What's good? Fuck Elvis. Oh, I agree. Oh yeah, I meant to say this last week, but um, for whatever reason, they're making a movie about Elvis and they're trying to make it seem like he he liked niggas. Y'all are liars and like that's revisionist <laughs> history. Elvis did not like niggas. I want y'all to stop it. Stop trying to make the white man look good back when you like when you look back. That nigga was awful. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this trailer, but I've, I've heard people talk about it. And I'm just like, again, if you listen to the podcast, you can DM me at Southbreeze706 on Instagram and Twitter. Again, Southbreeze706. Please tell me the last time you willingly went into whatever streaming service you use and played an Elvis song. Please tell me. Please lie to me. And then tell me what political party you vote for. Yeah, like, come on now. Like, number hard bars, and I'm not talking about the N word with that one. We 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 making Elvis cool in 2022. Like, who gives a fuck? You know what? Give me give me give me the Rick James biopic. Where's the Little Richard story? Yes. Sweet booty. You know what I'm saying? Yes, give us give us the Stevie Wonder uh, story where he secretly can see everything, and this has all been a scam. Um, anywho, uh, did you watch Ozark? No, nah, man, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna be all right. Not it's not important. <laughs> um, um, I was about to say I don't. I don't be watching white people on TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am gonna watch. It. I'm gonna watch it because I oh, hear. Oh, then don't listen to this episode back no, because we definitely spoiled the ending. Like oh, I don't mind Oh, I'm not I hate spoilers. I hate spoilers. Oh my I accidentally God. spoiled Endgame for myself uh, when it came out. So like, I'm I'd have probably jumped off of a building. <laughs> wait, but, uh, wait, <laughs> wait, explain that, please. How did that happen? All right, all right. So I do this thing on where I go on Wikipedia and I look to see if there are plot synopsis for the movies that oh I my God. So wait, no, let me finish. So I only usually only do this for movies that I like really want to see but don't want to pay for, like Ambulance. Or I'll do it for like horror movies that I like am interested in, but I'm not watching Strangers. Um, so that led me to premiere night. Um, I just wanted to see if there was a plot synopsis, and there was, and I was like, I cannot resist reading the first paragraph. Um, so I did, and that's how that happened. <laughs> that's that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. I right, that was one of them times where I was like off the internet. I'm like, nah, y'all ain't spoiling this one for me. Doing that. Yeah, and I got a pretty big part of the movie spoil, but it didn't change my experience because I still almost cried like a little girl when it happened. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, 
That's interesting. Must backtrack a little bit. So there, there's a couple of things. Did you uh, get a chance to check out uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers? I did. And I have, well, I didn't listen to all of it. One, because for some reason, Apple Music plays things in shuffle. I hate that. But also, hmm. I just like, press the play button. I did. I pressed the play button, but then I think that I, I wanted to go back on the first song. And so I clicked the first song again. And I think that like canceled out. And it shuffled again. But either way, even if I had played it in uh, the original order, I just didn't connect with it on the first, like, try. So I need to go back and, like, take some time and block out distractions and listen to it. You know, if you guys weren't sellouts and would support Black Kings with title music, you wouldn't have those problems. But anywho, um, so we we had a, a revelation that Marcus is not a fan. He said it was trash. He compared it to Blueprint <laughs> 2 in a derogatory <laughs> way. He really and did. We had to pack him up. And uh, we will not have any slander. We are all big steppers. I'm going to just um, say that, like, this is a pro Kendrick Lamar podcast. I listened to a couple songs and was like, maybe, you know, I don't know enough words yet. Because I just was, like, not connected with the music at all. So I got to go back. <laughs> I can't wait to hear women shaking their ass in the clubs to this new Kendrick oh, box. Boy, you better get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be waiting. <laughs> I just, you know, why I didn't connect to it, and this is like just a complete bias. So, like, I, I mean, honestly, you could tweet me if you want me want to. I'm just gonna ask you what's up with your mama. But anyway, uh, I just don't know how many times I can hear a man be like, "I could not stop cheating on my wife," but then I went to therapy, and here I am. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so it was. I didn't expect to hear all that. Like I. But it, but to me, I think it's, I think it's interesting, and it's something that I don't know if it's a trend, and I don't, I don't think the way he did it was meant to be a thing. I think because, like me personally, I think a lot of us, I feel like, know so little about Kendrick Lamar. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had kids. I, I knew he like, had one because he I, mentioned it I in the Family Ties verse. Ah, uh, he did. did. I, I was, I was, yeah, and yeah, but it's like, yeah, I, I didn't really know much, much about him. I really didn't know how old he was after until I started reading about the album and stuff like that. Um, I knew he was. I thought he was maybe married. I don't know. I, I think it was kind of interesting because, like I said, I don't know nothing about him to hear like him kind of divulging what's been going on in his life. Um, now, and, and I get the, you know women in particularly don't want to hear about infidelity. It's a, you know, touchy subject, but again, I believe, never mind. I'm not going to spout my theories and beliefs, but no, <clears throat> I feel like that's a, a learned behavior. You know, um, Jay-Z did the whole, like, I'm, I just turned 44 and learned that I got to be an adult. And I was like, oh, brother. Well, and his whole for like, from like 2013 to 2017 was like, I... Just love cheating on my girlfriend. Let me tell you, white women, black women, I be cheating. So, yeah, but that's never been like the 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 forefront of his subject matter, if that makes sense. That's why I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. You're kind of letting us know what's going on in your life and your inner circle, um, yeah. And that there's some some trauma there. There's a lot of things happening in his life. I'm not saying that that's an excuse for his behavior, but. I mean, no, I mean, it seems like he's worked it out. The, I mean, there's, there's other stuff on there, you know, outside of the infidelity bomb, yeah. I guess. 
I um the songs that I listen to, and that's the reason it's just one of the songs that I listened to and, and enjoyed and kind of like I think it was called Mother I Sober or something to that. Yeah. Um that song was uh I enjoyed and it sounds weird to say that I enjoyed it because he doesn't pack a lot of like generational trauma. Um, but I did enjoy it. I, I don't mind his deep dive into because it seems like he's worked that out and he's just kind of telling the story of his journey up until now. Um, I just find I've always found it interesting how men uh, discuss their infidelity while in relationship with the women they've been cheating on. I really wonder from the woman's perspective, like, how does it feel to, like, hear that rehashed? And like now the whole world knows that for a while you was openly being cheated on and like you still around. I don't know. I, I always wonder what the reaction to that is in the home. Hmm. So one question that I was curious about your reaction. Uh, well, you haven't listened to the whole album. Have you heard things about the album? I saw a lot of like dust up around Auntie Diary or Aunt, whatever the song is, Auntie Diaries, I think it is. Um, which like, you know, again, I think that people, people want to talk about issues, but maybe don't have the words to discuss issues. Um, and so the lack of like language around things um, kind of can misconstrue the message. Like I understand, completely understand his intent. Um, and I understand the context of like um, him just kind of maturing through the process of like using slurs and things of that nature. Um, I just know that like, again, I, I'm not allowed to tell a community of people how to think. So like I tend to defer to that community for their responses and opinions. Um, so I totally understand like the dust up around it. I, I don't think he meant any harm, but like intention doesn't negate impact. So did did you hear about uh the the project baby being prominently featured on the album? Oh, that too. Why do y'all niggas keep working by y'all? I mean, rap niggas. Why do y'all niggas keep working with rapists? Like Cole has Sheck West on the album. You niggas love Kodak Black for some reason. You niggas is weirdos. Do he know something about y'all? <sighs> I think it's just time I, to accept that most black people, or let me rephrase that. And most niggas just don't care because I saw a tweet that was like, this is how R. Kelly got away with it so long. And I was like, damn, that's kind of true. Because niggas was just steadily working with R. Kelly, even though they knew what he was doing. Kodak admitted to a rape charge. Kendrick Lamar put them all over his album. And I was like, damn. I mean, every song. That's another reason I cut it off. Because I was like, if I got to hear this nigga's voice one more time, I'm going to scream. I don't understand it. And people, I looked at the, I was going through Twitter. This is, I shouldn't look at Twitter when I'm listening to albums. But somebody was like, Kodak is the voice of the generation. Whose generation? Who? Who? Point them to me. I got questions. So, yeah, that I I, I felt like that was going to be um, your reaction. Um, and, ah, man. I just don't get it. I mean, I do. I understand I like, why. I like the songs, man. Wolowski's point, like, I just think that men especially don't, like, if it's not happening to, if it's not happening, I won't say men especially, I'll just say, if it's not happening to you directly or somebody you know directly, then people are more likely to kind of push it to the back in favor of the quote-unquote art. I just, I personally do not understand why we needed to hear Kodak on 77 songs. Hmm. 
Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's 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 tough because everybody has their morality line where they where they have it. Um, ah, man, it's another conversation. That's why Kendrick just Kendrick and I honestly we gotta, we gotta put it out there. I, I didn't know about these allegations until today, so I, I actually just looked it up. I knew about some like I knew he was wilding. But I didn't know he was. I know he did. Was he like was it mystical style wilding? Like he was doing that or? I don't know. It just said he got charged. Oh. Um. I mean, you know, niggas still work with Drake, and he done had way too many conversations with fifteen-year-olds. Like at this point, I don't expect better. <laughs> I just I'm you know, still waiting for the turn on. I'm waiting for the whole industry to turn on Drake, but it's never gonna happen. No, never. The man has a sewing, and nobody, nobody cares. Nobody says anything to Drake. That's the crazy part. Because he never had an afro, but he got Jalen <laughs> Brown braids. Make it make man, sense. This man pulled a Fetty Wap. <laughs> Man has short hair, and then they say, "Yep, I have dreadlocks." It's not question anything. This is normal. <laughs> I think we stupid. I'm on to you, Drake. You know what? It's because Drake used to be an actor, so he could put on makeup and wigs. That's what it is. Okay. It's because he's half white, and don't nobody yeah, pay attention to white Damn. man. All right. Well, I, I, it has some. It has some stuff on that. I, I think it was an interesting choice. I was very surprised to hear it. Um. I, I would say that some of uh, Mr. Bill's music is some of my guilty pleasures. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to do better. I've accepted Black Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So, hey you know, man, I've been watching white rom coms. We all got our vices. There, <laughs> I ain't doing all that. But um, anywho, let's let's further backtrack and talk about Arby's. Um, we packed up Tech. Um, I tried to get him to accept Black Jesus as his Lord and Savior, but <laughs> he would not accept. Thing. He would not repent for his sins. Um, I confess that back before I was saved, that I partook in some Arby's, but that was a long time ago. And I accepted Black Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I don't do those things anymore. So, you know, we're all being honest. Meats on this grill, bro. That shit was wild. He said he want he want the double meat mountain. Not you want a cock beef sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all things wild. Let me say that. DLT, that dick lettuce and tomato. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you like that, that's that's your prerogative. But I I feel knowing tech that he's not a DLT fan. But me, you never did explain what Bronco Berry sauce is, bro. Yeah, dog. That's that's the thing that bothered me, dog. I have never in my life heard of a Bronco Berry, dog. Where do you find that? Like in the Caucasus Mountains. It sounds like <laughs> butt leftovers. This <laughs> man eating dingleberry sauce on his chicken nuggets. <laughs> <sighs> That's nasty work, bro. So I promised that I would eat some, and I, I'm going to eat it tomorrow. Like I've made the, 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 the plan. I was going to do it today, but I swear to you, every time I thought about it, I got squeamish. <laughs> But I'm gonna go tomorrow for real, for real, and I'm gonna I'm gonna live tweet everybody. My mom said back when uh, I was a kid with no opinion that they also used to eat Arby's, and I'm looking at her different. She's not the lady I thought I knew. Hey man, it's hard when you find out things about your parents. <laughs> You'd be like, damn, y'all really wildin'. Y'all really raised me like this, huh? That's crazy. I'm so glad I live in the suburbs. There's not one Arby's near me. 
Bro, it's like the, the nearest Arby's is 15 miles away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, like, them shits is out of the way. How do people find time to go to Arby's when them shits is out of the way? It's like a truck stop fast food place. That's the only time I've ever seen when I'm on the road. Yeah, that, I feel like it, there's so many better choices than Arby's, I'm not going to lie. Like, you can do a lot better than that, in my humble opinion, but. Hey, nigga, I'm going to Burger King before I go to Arby's, bro. Oh, yeah. A fresh Whopper? A fresh Whopper is okay, unfair. Y'all are disgusting, but okay. Come bro, on. you fresh said Whopper that Burger King is worse than Arby's? At this point. No, Burger King, y'all, y'all ain't going to even say it. Y'all need some class, okay? That shit ain't hard. a hot whopper with cheese, bro. Them, them yeah, some deer meat dirt. nuggets, <laughs> no, sir. No. I'm not eating the nuggets, bro. I know better. The nuggets, bro, you can't miss with whopper, I am not no, about to sir. eat koala. Low quality meat, they do stick it through the char grill. If you get a char grill, it is good. Nigga, you are eating deli meat from a fast food restaurant. <laughs> I'm, look, look, I'm, this is top notch. Like, this is this is the shit. Niggas don't go to Arby's, it, it's more of a white establishment. When Nigga, you I live in the suburbs amongst the whites, and there are no Arby's over you, here. You live in, a, in an area that's questionable, but whatever. In the real okay. suburbs, all right. I have an Arby's right, like it's like five minutes away. Nigga, you are obviously in the ghetto. I'm not in the ghetto. Like you, niggas don't eat Arby's. It's it's a white people thing. Why do you think they have BLTs? That's what I'm saying. Rubber, rubber BLT. Why would I fucking go to Arby's to get a BLT? Sounds. That's what you do. The world smart get a BLT. Fam, if you if you want to if you if you want to if you want to dip slowly slice. Kangaroo meat and the Aju sauce, that is your that's your prerogative. But the it rest is, of it's us, real beef. They, it comes on this little slab. We put it on there, cut Jesus it up. Just bro, so you, I worked at Burger King. Got like rewards at fucking Arby's, bro. I've, I've worked at Burger King in my life as well. And having worked Ooh. at Bur- both Arby's is just it's on a different level. Like y'all got a mozzarella sticks. Like moving, at a moving on. In five minutes. Moving. Moving on. I'm, I'm no. not going to Arby's, good dog. That's an L I'm not taking. Y'all, y'all nigga taste buds, man. Happily. So, I, you know what? It is funny because I eat fucking chitlins and I'm not going to Arby's. Bro. All right, bro. Okay, you're disgusting. <laughs> I love you some chitlins, so there's all right, that. Man, let's, let's start over. All right. <clears throat> Repeat after me. Lord God, I come to you as a sinner. <laughs> not to my sins. I believe that Jesus is my Lord. I believe that you raised him from the dead. I would ask that Jesus come to my life and be my Lord and Savior. I receive Jesus to take control of my life and that I may live for him from this day forward. Thank you, Lord, for saving me with your precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Say amen. That's right off the uh, country. That's right off Good Kid, Mad City. So you should be hey, there. You go. Yeah, there you go. Just trying to bring it back full circle. But anywho, let's talk about sports. And this is where I usually don't give a fuck because I do not watch basketball. I need to do better. I know it's exciting. I know Jason Tatum be channeling the energy of the KKK to score a bunch of points and stuff like that. But I, that nigga I ain't never did nothing but be fine and hoop. And everybody got so much smoke for my boy. Again, man, the the fifty percent of him that's white is using that. He is not clan, half white, y'all. He clan energy. Black I don't care. <laughs> big clan energy. Um, 
out there hooping, but the, the only take I want to get off is a supporter of the Atlanta Falcons, which they're not getting any of my money until they start winning games, which is not going to be for a long time. <sighs> right now, the schedule's released. We're probably going to lose 14 games, right? No big deal. But right now, the, uh, the narrative. I was getting a sack record against the Falcons this year, bro. Putting money on it now. Yeah, I'm about to look into my little uh, MGM app and start getting bets in. But right now, the narrative for the Falcons supporters is that quote unquote size matters. We got a six three receiver, Kyle Pitts is six six, Drake London six four, and some other random dude picked up from the Bengals. Oh, he's six five. We got the Twin Towers. <sighs> Can any of those guys rush the pasture? No. All right. Can any of those guys replace three of the bottom hundred linemen in the NFL that we have in our offensive line right now? No. Can any of them rush for over a thousand yards? No. Can any of those guys throw the balls to themselves? No. Who gives a fuck? Please show me some metrics where you can show a through line of having tall wide receivers equating to wins, right? The Patriots had a receiving core of all undrafted free agents last year and a rookie quarterback and made it to the playoffs, right? So I don't want to hear about the size of the Falcons receivers. Like, again, they might terrorize the local Fulton County YMCA's basketball courts, but, like, outside of that, I don't care. Arthur Smith's not a good he's not a good coach. He hasn't shown me anything as offensive coordinator. But oh, we got tall, big body receivers. Ooh, look out. Yeah. It's gonna be cool watching, you know, Kyle Pitts and Drake London score touchdowns when we're down 35 points every week. Get the fuck out of here. But um Marcus has hot takes on the 76ers being frauds and the Miami Heat being contenders. So I'll let you guys take over. The last time the Philadelphia 76ers were relevant and making it past the second round of the playoffs, the Twin Towers were still standing. That just goes to show you how bad of an organization they have been. All right, I'm gonna turn it one hour and 47 seconds. <laughs> edit that out. All right. <laughs> they haven't been past the second round since Allen Iverson was there. That man's been in the Hall of Fame for about seven years already. Their process, the process is them losing. And in the process of them losing, all the other bad teams that were around them have surpassed them. All the good teams that decided to, you know what, we're not going to tank, we're not going to lose on purpose, we've also surpassed them. They keep telling me, oh, Joel Embiid's the best player in this series. What'd he do? Nothing. They told me that Doc Rivers was the, the better coach between the two. They told me he was better than Eric Spolstra. Doc Rivers has done nothing with the most talent out of any coach in NBA history. He is known to blow 3-1 leads. He is known to have exceptional talent and do jack shit with it. I don't want to hear it. I want his ashy-ass vocal cords to shut the hell up. People keep telling me, the bubble. We got to the finals because of the bubble. That's the only reason why we made it. Without the bubble, you guys are nothing. Well, you know what? It's been three years we are in our second Eastern Conference Finals game in three seasons. And you know who's undefeated in the Eastern Conference Finals? Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat. So I don't want to hear it. We're getting our Heat Finals. It doesn't matter who wins between the Celtics and the Bucks. The Heat are going to the Finals. I'm tired of people disrespecting my team 
This is what we do. We come out, we we develop players, we find undrafted talent, we find late round talents, and we make them into something. In the NBA, if you don't get a lottery pick, like a top five player, they usually don't become nothing. But what do we do? We get Tyler Hero, late round, late mid first round pick, sixth man of the year, Bam Adebayo, late mid first round pick, all star. Uh, Max Struess came out of nowhere, dominating. Vincent, dominating. Duncan Robinson, back on the bench, but he dominated last year and got us to, you know, whatever. And the year before that, he did great in the finals. Jimmy Butler, Philadelphia had him. He was on your roster two years ago or three, four years ago. You guys had him and you guys let him go. The Philadelphia 76ers might be the first team to get rid of a player that wasn't playing and still lose the trade. You traded Ben Simmons. He didn't even play for you guys this year. And you guys still lost that trade. Joel Embiid, I'm going to talk to you one-on-one. This is what needs to happen. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, can I win here? Is this a place that I can win? Because the last time this team was relevant, I was living in Africa playing soccer. Okay. And now it's time to really get it together because your body's falling apart. It is what it is. But if you want to go somewhere that has a winning culture from the top to the bottom, from the ownership down to the to the, uh, the film guy or woman or whoever's cutting up film, you need to come on down to Miami. Come on down and be a winner because that's what Jimmy did. Jimmy's been, Jimmy has been something that we never thought Jimmy would be now that he's in Miami. You think you're an MVP candidate now? Come down to Miami and see what happens. Come play with Kyle. Come play with Tyler. Come play with Bam. Come play with PJ. It's a culture down here. Stop trusting the process because the process is just losing. That's what you guys do in Philly. Philly is full of a bunch of losers. You got the Sixers. You got Doc Rivers. You got Freeway. You got Rocky. You got Cheesesteaks. You got Ben Franklin, the Liberty Bell, all those things. Losers. L. L, you can't spell Philadelphia without the L. And I think there's two L's in Philadelphia. So you got double L's. Get out of there. Free yourself. Do the right thing. Come to Miami. Okay. Eat, First eat. of all, it, it's not that – well, how do I say this? The The process didn't actually go the way that it should have went. They actually only hit on maybe two picks out of it, and one of them's gone. Embiid by himself has still lifted them because they were pretty much a poverty franchise for a while after AI left. They couldn't get anything. So it's like I don't call them losers because they're they're contenders all year long in the playoffs. They come up short. It seems like uh, Embiid, although he is a great player, one of the one of the top five players in the league, definitely he just he gets hurt like. Like right in before this final series, he, he he's got, always he injured. How he got hurt? Would you like me to tell you how he got hurt? Yeah, go go, go ahead. Closing game of the playoffs against the Raptors, they were up by over twenty five points in a closeout game. And you know what Doc Rivers thought was a good idea to leave him out there on the floor in the fourth quarter, game in hand, up over twenty five points. You leave your star player in the game, and then he gets hurt? What? What? The game is over. You're up 25. 
It's embarrassing. Fire Doc Rivers. Actually, fire Doc Rivers so he can get another better job. The fact that Doc Rivers keeps getting these good-ass jobs just lets me know that there's equality in the NBA. Because if Doc Rivers was doing what he's doing in the NBA, in the NFL, this nigga would not get another job for the rest of his life. But because the NBA, they're a little bit more, uh, there's more a little bit more equality, they're just like, hey, we're going to give this nigga another chance. We're going to keep giving this dude another chance. And he keeps getting other chances. And he keeps having good teams. And he keeps getting better players and great players. And you know what he does? He ruins them. Get that man the fuck out of town. Trust the process. Trust the process, my ass. Trust the process off the tip of my dick, Doc Rivers. What is wrong with you? Spicy. What? And you know what else about the process? They Jason Tatum was on the board. They could have had him. They could have had J- they could have had Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid. But they're a bunch of fucking idiots up there in Philadelphia. And I love the city of Philadelphia. I've been there. It's a nice city. But everything else about that city sucks. Everything about it. There's nothing, nothing good has ever come out of Philadelphia. Nothing. You can't name me one good thing that has ever come out of Philadelphia. Um, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Okay, that's one thing. You can't name two. Uh, I mean, hey. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're not my team. I will agree that they have not been good in a long time. I think of them as like the Knicks. You know, every year the Knicks thinks they can get anybody on the board. Like every year it's like, oh, LeBron's coming to New York. Yeah, Kevin Durant's coming to New York. It's like, he's not. So, I mean, I liken the Knicks to New York. Like they're going to be bad for a long time. And maybe one day Joel and Beat will like, you know, go play in like Dallas or somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but maybe one day he'll he'll be free from the shackles of Philadelphia. But also maybe one day he won't. You know, Philadelphia's a major city, city so I don't think they'll ever have a problem attracting talent. Um, but they'll probably always have a problem, you know, winning anything of value. So we got, at the time of this recording, we have two Game 7 scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, Suns against Dallas, Milwaukee against Boston. Who's in the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals by the time this recording drops on Tuesday? Dallas is in the Western Conference Finals and what? Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I think I think Dallas has has killed the morale of the of the Phoenix Suns. Like, I don't expect them to to really. I don't expect the Suns, rather, to put up a good enough fight. Like, I think Dallas has a battery in their back, and they smell blood. Uh, I hope that happens. Who do you have in the Eastern Conference Finals? I would love to say Boston. And here, it's kind of hard to choose. I think that'll be the ser- that'll be the series that goes down to the wire. I'm expecting overtime in that game seven, but I think Boston will be able to pull it out. Only, only if they stop um they get into the they'll blow open a like a 12 point lead or a 10 point lead and then they'll fall back and shoot the three ball for no reason with like 20 seconds left in the in the shot clock um and they let Drew Holiday get involved so if they can contain everybody but Giannis and play a solid game um that's you know a, a mixed bag of mid-range and in the pain and uh threes i think they pull this one out um, in an overtime 
battle. I don't think it's fair. Like uh, King Quest is saying in the chat that it's all Harden's fault. That's not Harden's fault. The last time the Sixers were relevant, we didn't have cell phones. We still had landlines. There was barely any internet. It's not James Harden's fault. Philadelphia is a culture full of losers. That's what they are. It ain't James Harden's fault. We've seen James Harden get to the finals. We've seen James Harden win an MVP. What has Philly done? Nothing. Since the turn of the century or whatever. Since the new millennium. They've done jack shit. It's not on James Harden. Me personally, as someone who dislikes Chris Paul on a personal level, I'm going to be rooting for the Dallas Mavericks to win. And I want I want the Bucks to go. I need a I need that rubber match in the playoffs because uh, in the bubble we beat them, and then the next year they swept us. So I'd like to see them for the third time to see exactly who's who. So I have a Heat Bucks Eastern Conference Finals and a uh, Dallas Warriors Western Conference Finals. Which will ultimately lead me to my ultimate goal of having a Miami Heat Golden State Warriors NBA Finals. I don't know why you want that, but <laughs> um, I, I I think it's wild how Giannis can go out and score forty five points and have seventeen rebounds and still come up with a loss. Just um, so, insane. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Someone's got someone else has to step up in that moment when he's having that game when he's having a Giannis game. All you got to do is be yourself. You can't be trash. Like, you got to be better. I also think it's wild how that man can elbow somebody in the throat and the refs be like, I don't know. I didn't see it. My bad. Hey, man. Once you're, once you're that guy, it is what it is. I guess it's because he's so big that it's hard to keep track of him. But I can count at least three plays where he has shoved a dude directly in the chest to get open. And the refs are just like, I don't know. I ain't see that. They also sabotage them, uh, them shot clocks. But we don't got to get into that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk about that. It is what it is. Um, I think that was it for sports. I will say that uh, the NFL, it's I, – I don't want to say I'm, like, over the NFL, but everything doesn't need to be a spectacle. Like, I'm kind of getting tired of everything that they do being, like, a big deal. Like, the schedule announcements, the draft, uh, rookie. over the NFL because your team not winning Super Bowls. Cut the malarkey. Okay, my team, my team had, my team has won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Unlike the Philadelphia 76ers. who have won absolutely nothing. But my, my thing is, it's like it can't be this big. Like everything can't be such a big. Like the schedule release. That's an all day event that we got to talk about. Like just put the schedule out. It's just a schedule. Okay. Right. I don't disagree. But what the Chargers? I'm sorry. Was it the Rams or the Chargers? What the Rams did with no, their no, schedule. No, it was the Chargers. I was would the Chargers. Love to take credit for that, but it was the Chargers. What the Chargers did with their uh, schedule release was really good. Um, it actually made it into, like, our work. Like, we like to share, like, really good marketing tactics. And, like, it made it into our work chat. So, shout out to them for that anime uh, schedule release. That was dope. I'm not saying that there's bad ones. I've seen. I think the the one that I saw that I actually did like was the Detroit Lions schedule release. They had the uh, urban uh, like defense guy do the schedule. I thought that was pretty cool. Thought that was funny, but I, I just didn't need it to be an, an all day like, oh, this is what we're gonna talk about the schedule and break down the schedule. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. 
You have no idea what's going to happen this season or who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, who's going to get hurt in training camp or mini camp or rookie camp or whatever. Week one could come around and God knows who's going to be the starting quarterbacks of most of these teams. Like, I, I, I just – the NFL is just kind of – it's becoming a year-round sporting event where every little thing that happens has to be marketed as this big deal when it's – in reality, it's not. I don't care. I need that. I like football. But at the same time, I can see why they're doing it. I mean, they're trying to be what NBA is, like, or basketball. Basketball is global. There's never a stop in basketball. But we have stops in football. So they're just trying to get their money up. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the sports things. I didn't, I didn't have anything else. Oh, wait, as far the, the Lightning did win, so we advanced to the next round. See you, Carolina. See you real soon. Yeah, I'm not about that. Hockey. Yeah, that's what I say. I, 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 almost, I thought you were talking about baseball for a second. I was like, uh, it can't be baseball. Baseball just started. But the exactly. Tampa Bay Lightning are on their way to get a three-peat, so I'm excited. All right, let's 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 do our uh, let's do our song of the week. Who wants to, who wants to go first on that? Um, my song of the week is by Aaron Ray featuring D Smoke called The Mood. Uh, find that on my songs to bag art niggas playlist. Um, it's the perfect one to get uh, a nigga that paints or like makes beats in his mama basement. Um, to you can you know tug on that Calvin Klein waistband and get him to drop them draws. So, okay, okay relax, all right, relax. <laughs> Don't treat him like a piece of meat, okay? He's a human being feelings. Look, I'm telling you right now, all the ladies listening, you probably have already experienced it. Niggas is whores, and they are easy. It, you know, just call them cute and be like, ooh, I love your charger. You got them. <laughs> charger. Not the charger. Uh, low scheme, what, what you got? Um, excuse me. Um, I'm still going to go with... Uh, I'm on one by uh, Future. Drake Drake really gave Future a really good verse. And I was like, where was this Drake at on his own album? But whatever. Still a five song. Tech, what you got? Yeah, I'm going with um, with Count Me Out by Kendrick Lamar. All right. uh, My song of the week. I'm going to go. I'm going to do a super old song. Uh, apparently, it's been 20 years since Come Home With Me by Cameron dropped. So I'm going to go with Welcome to New York City uh, with Cameron and Jay-Z on it. That's a great song that I was listening to today. Oh, yeah, that beat is fire. That's crazy that you are remembering songs from 20 years ago. I was seven years old. I don't know what that's crazy. That, that is absolutely insane. Yeah, that's... Uh, Makes me feel very young and hip to say that, that I was around listening to music 20 years ago. Yeah, me too, because I was in like, middle school. Yeah, shit. I was almost in high school when that came out. Yep. Yep, 2002. I was in high school, so I was in 10th grade. Oh, that's neat. Okay, relax. All right. I feel like. a driver's license 20 years ago. <laughs> They've been driving for the last 40 years. Yeah, I had a full-time job 20 years ago. <laughs> That's insane. 
I've been in my current job field for 10 years. You had a driver's license 20 years ago. Same. Super nice to work. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Um, quick hot take. I've been watching uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2 this whole time we've been recording. This is the kind of effort that I want from like movies. And- Marvel is not going to give you Tarantino-level right. style storytelling. You need to give that a rest. Now. You about to sorry. let me go. I'm you sorry. About to like, your favorite <laughs> episode of Snowfall at best. <laughs> no. Hold on. <laughs> What the fuck was up with that tiger, dog? Like, it can't be that. What was that? I they jumped know. the shark, bro. That's what they did. <laughs> I, was, I was so hurt when I saw it. I was like, wait, what? And then they did another episode with it in there, and I'm like, okay, it can't. This this can't be the best that they came they, they, that they could come up with. This can't be it. I was, I was hurt. John Singleton passed away, and he didn't leave no notes. That's what happened. <laughs> It's the truth, bro. They didn't expect that man to pass away. He didn't expect to pass away. If he did, he would have left some notes. Yeah, that's just crazy. But uh, appreciate everybody for showing up. Hold on Uh, one second. I got a hot take to get off. And it's probably not that hot of a take. I tweeted about this when the show started. And y'all probably going to hate me, especially ladies. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, you guys were awful for sharing that Jesse Williams nude. He did not consent to that. He did not ask to have that photo shared. It's As a matter of fact, they explicitly asked you not to take photos and videos of the show because of that content and because, in general, you just don't record Broadway shows. That's a larger conversation about why we you know, gatekeep things like the arts. But in this moment, sharing a, taking the photo... And then sharing the photo and then resharing the photo is awful. That man did not ask for his, you know, his private bits to be shared. That was for the audience at that time. It was not for a global audience who did not pay for the show. So y'all were awful for that. Getting that picture off is crazy. Like, how did they even do that? I have no idea how they were even able to pull that off. There's, Somehow... There's- a person put a phone into the show. They they lock your phone. Like you put it in a bag and you can't get access to it. Somebody was so excited to take a picture of this man that they snuck a separate camera in there and then took it. Like did they they must have they must have heard about like okay this is what's gonna happen here. Well, so the show is the show. This isn't like the first run of the show. Like. It's common knowledge that, like, Take Me Out, which actually got turned into a series, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, uh, like, it has this content in it. And the guy that originated the role also had photos of him shared. Uh, So people know what the content of the show was. And I don't know if they just was like, oh, Jesse Williams is in this show. He's playing the lead role, so he's likely going to have this moment. Let me take a picture of it. But either way, it was weird. I think it was, like, people who... uh creative people or artists like that's kind of taken away from their from their uh vulnerability because it, it takes a lot to get on stage and do that and for that uh trust that you have in the audience and the producers and the people in charge to make sure nobody has a phone in there for this very because now no one's talking about the actual show they're just talking about his his issue it's like that's that's not what he signed up for so uh I guess not shout out to them, but uh, shout out to you. Um, but yeah, check us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, speak what 
the other the other stuff, YouTube, not on Facebook, but Twitter, all that good stuff. Appreciate everybody coming through to get their hot takes. I don't appreciate everybody saying all that slanderous stuff I that they believe you didn't like the album, bro. That's insane, dog. Like, how could you not like it? I came to this podcast just looking about to get off one hot take and it turned into me hating the album. Like, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how I got here. But either way, at, at some point, maybe next week or a couple weeks from now, we'll do a little bit more of an extensive conversation because I, I did take notes when I was listening to it. So I do have some things that I did like about it. It was just when I was, I, you know, I was trying to just start a, start a dialogue. That's all I was trying to do. Damn. Bro, I feel like you did it on purpose because you knew like the two people who would talk about it were on very opposite sides of where we view the blueprint. It's a very good possibility. You, you know, you, you said it for a reason. It's not like that was just like, eh, random. I could have named any double album, but I chose that one particular for a particular Yeah, you reason. could have said it was just like the Crit Justin Scott album, Speaker Box Love Below, which we know is not like Speaker Box Love Below. could have said it was like Street Disciple. Plenty of double disc out there. Life After Death. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But either way. Appreciate everybody for coming through. I do not have any uh, control over how this stops, so I'm just going to exit out of here, and we'll see you guys next week. Still F at Elvis. I'm not going to cuss. This is a family program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to list off title names for this episode. Meat, meat Madness, Unnecessary Meat, Arby's is Trash, Why Are We Talking About So Much Meat? <laughs> meat to Meat. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Meatness. <laughs> Y'all are sick. Bye. <laughs>